What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Let's make some trades next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dave Richard to talk trades ahead of week 10. And Dave, I want to ask you about one player who, I mean, if, if you're anything like me in your emails and, and Twitter mentions, you've probably gotten more questions about him than any other over the past week or so. And that's Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, the Colts seem uh, like a little bit of a disaster going with a an interim head coach whose entire coaching career section on his Wikipedia page lists one high school coaching gig where he went 20 and 16 over three seasons in Georgia and then getting hired as the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Their new play caller is 30 and I'm not going to hold that against him, but he doesn't have a lot of experience is what I'm trying to say. We don't really know what to expect from the Colts, but my expectation is bad. And so Jonathan Taylor is obviously one of the toughest players to figure out if you're, you know, obviously if you drafted him, he was the one, one in nearly every league, you probably b- dropped a bunch of money on him and your uh, free agent or your, your auction budgets. If you drafted him, what do you do with Jonathan Taylor right now? Are you trying to move him or, uh, you know, is this a situation where you're trying to buy? What are you doing? I would not try and buy him. And I would not try and trade him because if I tried to buy him, the person that got him, probably the person that took him at number one overall or spent 30% of their salary cap budget on him, they, they're going to overvalue him. And if you've got him, you're still going to overvalue him when you try and trade him. You have to lower expectations. The first thing you've got to do is figure out, what do I do if I don't have him the, this week? And you should be able to have an answer for that because you were without him in week number nine. The second question you got to ask yourself is, what do I do if I don't have him the rest of the season? Because if the Colts are, we're not supposed to use the T word, Chris, but if they are tanking. Yeah, it feels, feels a little like a phantom tank. It, it doesn't feel like a phantom tank at all. It feels like a tank tank because they're <laughs> hiring an inexperienced coach and 30-year-old play call. You laid it out. You said it was a little bit of a disaster. It looks like the Titanic to me. Another <laughs> T word. I, I'm thinking that they put Taylor on ice. And they save him up for next year. I, I I'm not I'm not involving him in trades unless someone comes to me and says, "All right, I'm gonna I'm going to trade for him as if he is a low end number one fantasy running back the rest of the season." Then they're overpaying because you shouldn't think of him that way. You should think of him as at best a middle of the pack number two fantasy running back the rest of the season. It is not right. It doesn't feel good, but you, those are the types of things that you have to think about over the next week or so when you're considering what the future is for your team with Jonathan Taylor, there's just not a whole lot you can do with them. 
All right, let's get some uh, buy low uh, candidates for your. Those fantasy are the fantasy teams. cops coming for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they heard you say that Jonathan Taylor's not a, an RB one anymore, and they're coming. Right, for they're coming to take me away. Let's get a let's get some buy low candidates for week ten. My favorite one, Amon Ross St. Brown of Detroit, and I might have mentioned him last week. I'm doubling down on him again yeah. this week. For a lot of the same reasons, there's no TJ Hawkinson. He's still getting nine targets or more per week. Chris, you can go back to last year. It's 10 straight games for St. Brown where he's played at least 70% of the snaps, where he's had nine or more targets from Jared Goff. This is his guy. His target per route run rate is almost at 33%. That's a third of the throws whenever he's on the field. That's a really high number and a really good number for St. Brown. And his production over the past couple of weeks has stunk. He plays Chicago this week. There are some huge games coming yep. for St. Brown, the perfect type of receiver to trade for as like a number two guy. And then maybe he performs like a low end number one wide receiver in full PPR. I, I think the same thought process can go with Chris Godwin. That Buccaneers offense has been really, really disappointing. But look, th- this is a guy who he's got Tom Brady. I still think Tom Brady's probably good. I still think Chris Godwin is probably good. He's got 46 targets over the past four games. That's almost 12 per game. And he's averaging six and a half catches and 62.3 yards. No touchdowns. I, I don't think Chris Godwin is likely to be the top five wide receiver that we thought he had the upside for. But the volume alone is going to make him a must-start fantasy option moving forward. I think this offense is going to be better than it has been so far. So he's someone I'm looking to buy low again as, you know, potentially a, a low-end wide receiver one. Let's get a, a sell-high candidate from you before we go. Christian Kirk is coming off of his best game since week two, and it's always a good idea to sell high on a player when they've had a huge game. I think Jacksonville has become a really good running team, Chris. I'm not so sure they're as good of a passing team. On paper, they should be. Trevor Lawrence, you you expect him to be a stud, young thrower, but he's made a bunch of mistakes. I don't want to put all my chips in on Christian Kirk as a top 15 type of wide receiver just because he beat up on the Raiders. He's actually been under 15 PPR points in four of his past six games. On FFT today, Heath Cummings kind of brought up the schedule and how it's favorable for him. I'm not so sure that's true. The Chiefs this week, yeah, Jacksonville's probably going to have to throw a lot. Then he's got a buy. Then he's got the Ravens. And the Ravens have been statistically bad against wide receivers, but I think their defense is going to get a lot better. And I'm worried about that matchup for him. Dallas is also on the horizon for him. I would like to turn Christian Kirk into Dallas Goddard or maybe Leonard Fournette or Deontay Foreman. I really think that you're going to regret holding on to him instead of trying to turn him into maybe a, a more reliable starter or, in the case of the running backs I named, just better running backs, number two type running backs. I will also mention Tony Pollard as a sell high candidate coming coming off a massive game in week nine. Then the buy Ezekiel Elliott or week eight expected to be back this week. Week uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And look, the thing with Tony Pollard is even in the game where Ezekiel Elliott was out, he only played about half the snaps. And they talked about. I think he he actually talked about how he was you know feeling a little worn down. They talked about we need to keep him fresh. I don't think. Ezekiel Elliott's going to lose his job. And I think even if Ezekiel Elliott's injuries linger, Pollard's upside is going to be capped by the fact that the Cowboys clearly don't see him as a guy that they can throw out there every week. Now, yes, he's got the big play potential. It's a good offense, all of that. But I think if he did became the starter, it's not a clear-cut RB1 for me. I think he's more like a low-end RB1 who's going to have some boom or bust weeks. And with Ezekiel Elliott back, 
I think Tony Pollard's just going to go back to being a boomer bust RB three. So I think this is a situation where the 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 way he's viewed might be a little greater than what he's actually likely to give your team moving forward. That's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow with some week ten start and sit questions. We'll see you then. Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man. Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.